1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie.
2: I'm Arnie. We have a big show for you this week, bringing you lots of coverage from New York Comic Con. We've got interviews with Kotobukiya, Hallmark, and some others, as well as news from the floor. But first, we're going to kick things off. Joining us now is Jonathan with his second segment, On the Pegs, updating you with what went in sale on stores and online.
3: Hey there, I'm Jonathan, and welcome back to On The Pegs. It's been several weeks since I've been able to share what I've been finding with everyone, both in stores and online, so let's dive right in. Initially, I was finding nothing in my local stores. They were as barren as the jungle and waste. But to be honest, I haven't really been looking for too much. After the latest rush of exclusives, there hasn't been anything in the Hasbro line I've been actively seeking. To feed the collecting bug, I had to resort to other avenues, but more about that a little later. This last week, though, product has begun to appear again, and I even found Found some things that I needed. First at Target, I found the Republic Dropship mini rig. Now, this was an item that I honestly forgot was out there. A few months ago, I was actively searching for it and checking eBay where it was going for insane money. In talking to other collectors, I came to believe that it was probably going to be one of those items that would never see wide release in the US, much like the Mandalorian shuttle that we never saw. This was reinforced by what I heard from Hasbro at C6, that it was out now and they were going to re release it with the Droid Factory and maybe a movie-styled figure rather than the Clone Wars one in the future. So imagine my surprise, where I was at Target for something else entirely and walked through the toy section to see one just sitting there. That trip, I also found much of the latest wave of Clone Wars figures that I haven't seen too much around me. Commander Wolf, Republic Commando Boss, Super Battle Droid with a Practice Deco, Ahsoka in Scuba Gear, and Alia Sakura. What made it nicer was that Target was running a buy one, get one 50% off. So I picked up a few of these figures even though I had them because I knew my boys would enjoy them. Speaking of my boys, at my local Barnes & Noble, we were there a few weeks ago checking out the Star Wars Reads Day, and I came across several of those Funko Star Wars headphones that were on clearance for $15 instead of the usual $30. So I let them choose what they wanted. Jonah chose the Boba Fett ones, and Caleb picked up the Stormtrooper ones. They're nice. I mean, they're put together well, and they work really well, so now I don't have to hear competing iTouch games from the backseat of my car. I've been hearing reports from lots of people that the vintage two-packs are being found en masse at Kmart's. Now, I would go check to just see what kind of distribution that they're getting, but I think I'm gonna avoid Kmart until they get another exclusive, or at least until they have a really good clearance sale. Now, the real shocker for me this week was when I went to check my local Toys R Us. Typically, things just sort of trickle into the stores near me, so I was completely unprepared when I walked in and saw the deluge of new product. First and foremost, there was a whole Star Wars Angry Birds end cap that was just stocked to the max. They had the early bird kits, the plush items, the small sets, the large sets, well, from what I could tell, they had pretty much everything that was announced. Now, I'm going to put in my two cents on the mashup of Angry Birds and Star Wars. A few years ago, I remember seeing a mock-up of what Angry Birds Star Wars might look like. At the time, I believed it was a joke, and while I thought it was neat, I never expected it to go anywhere. When the information came out that this was actually happening, I was a bit surprised and, well, not really interested. I came to realize that, of course, I was not the target audience. My six and eight-year-old boys are, however, and they are excited about getting the game and trying to talk Daddy into buying them some of the merchandise. If I succumb to their wishes, I'll share their impressions of the items. Also at Toys R Us, I found pegs fully stocked with the latest waves of figures, both in the Standard and Lost Line variants. They are also fully stocked up with the new speeder bikes in my area, and after looking at the paint deco on some of the Scout figures at several different stores, they all seem to have the sloppy application that I noted last time. Lastly, I finally saw the mtt in person and wow it is big in its packaging but after i looked at the price at toys r us i quickly replaced it on the shelf with his three friends 180, I think those are going to be sitting there for a while. So, that's it for brick and mortar finds, but let's take a look at what's showing up online. HasbroToyShop.com had a quiet restocking this week of several popular items, and I was able to pre-order the Clone Wars Commander Fox. I'd already acquired one in a trade with fellow collectors, but it is a really nice figure. I love the the, the vibrant red, so now I have one to open and share with the kids. Now, Amazon.com had the MTT on sale this week for $130 with free shipping, so I decided Decided to pull the trigger because I've been hearing that many of the stores have decided not to carry it, and I can't really say that I'm surprised at that. After last year's Assault Shuttle stayed on the shelves and eventually was clearance priced as low as $19, retailers may be a little reluctant to commit that kind of shelf space or stock an item that may spend the next 6-8 to months gathering dust. I may be wrong, but if collectors keep waiting for incredible sales on these large vehicles, Hasbro may not continue making them, and I know that many would love to see an updated Sandcar or a sail barge. Now, this week Entertainment Earth is having a sale on LEGO. All their LEGO, including Star Wars and according to the website, they have all the new sets in stock. Now, if you subscribe to the Star Wars Action News release newsletter and why wouldn't you be, you know that Thursday, Sideshow released the Shock T premium format figure in Jedi Bikini from the Force Unleashed video game and at the time of this recording, they still had the exclusive edition that has an alternate hand with Starkiller's lightsaber. Now, Gentle Giant put up some pre-orders this week as well. In the 12-inch vintage line, they announce that the next figure will be the Power Droid. In their Minibus line, they are releasing size Snoodles so that you can continue your Jabba's Palace Performers collection. And lastly, and of most interest to me, they announced that the next entry in their bookend line is the at Now, looking at pictures on this, I'm, I'm not completely sold on it. This may be a wait and see, because it does look... A little awkward with books in them. I'll have to see it in person before I make a decision. Now, speaking of Gentle Giant, they are running their spine-chilling savings event from October 18th into November 2nd and have a number of Star Wars items marked down, including a bunch of minibus, the Clone Trooper and Cad Bane maquettes, the Death Squad Commander 12-inch figure, and the Magma Trooper, Greedo, and Bantha statues. They are all really decent savings, so go check it out. Now, lastly, I spoke earlier about feeding the collecting bug when there's nothing new to be found. While most people breathe a sigh of relief, I get twitchy. So for those few weeks, I turned to a neglected area of my collecting. Vintage. I still have all of my original figures from when I was younger, and 99% of them are complete. But they are in played with condition. Now, I didn't bash my toys around, but I also didn't handle them with curator's gloves. I've been working on setting up a collection room in my basement, and have decided to dedicate some of it to vintage items. So when I came across a nice vintage carded Luke figure, I snatched it right up. This was one of my favorite figures when I was younger. And it was the first figure from the Empire Strikes Back line that I got, even before the movie was released. I bought the figure from someone who was upgrading many of the figures in his collection to AFA-graded ones. While it isn't perfect, I was really happy with it. First of all, it's the first release card back where the picture is of Luke walking down a hallway in Cloud City. There was a second release card where the picture is more of a close-up of Luke. That one seems to be the more common of the two. But when looking for this figure, I really had my heart set on the original card back because it is the one that I had when I was younger. The overall condition of the figure and card are quite good. The card lays completely flat with no obvious bends or veining, and the bubble is clear. There is a crack on the top of the bubble, but when it's in a star case and on the shelf, it's not noticeable at all. The figure is mint with little to no fading, and the lightsaber is still taped to the inside of the bubble. His blaster has become detached, so it just rests at the bottom. Now, while I'm not an obsessive vintage collector, nor do I plan to ever have a complete collection of vintage carded figures, I do enjoy getting those pieces that mean something to me and that are attached to memories of my childhood. So, every so often, when I can't find anything new, or when I'm actually up to date with the more modern things, I'll search out a vintage piece at toy shows, flea markets, local comic or collectible shops. If you're interested in expanding your vintage collection, please remember to visit Star Wars Action News sponsor Brian's Toys, where they have the largest collections of vintage figures, both loose and carded, graded and ungraded. Well, that's it for me this week. Keep hunting, and now back to Arnie and Marjorie.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Now, New York Comic-Con was just over a week ago. I've heard mixed things from attendees. I know that a lot of the artists who went in the artist alley, which is something that I've really come to enjoy in the past few years, were kind of disappointed. They were put off in a separate hall. Some of the artists I follow on Facebook and Twitter said this was the last time they were going to go to New York Comic-Con. Others said they had a pretty decent show. The floor was a little chaotic. They said that the show opened early, even though they hadn't said they were going to. Having been there last year, and that was our first and only New York Comic-Con, I can say that the layout was definitely in need of tweaking, but it sounds like this year they tried, and maybe it'll be different again next year.
1: And the problem is partly Javits. It's kind of an awkwardly laid out convention center because there's multiple floors and then sometimes the floors are bisected by these big entryways and it feels very industrial compared to a lot of the other convention centers I've been in. Like you're in the areas you're often not supposed to be in. But you are. But it just feels like you're not supposed to be where you are because it's just very sparse. It's
2: almost like their information center needs to be staffed with people from the Northeast, possibly Maine. Because... I often feel like I have to go, where's the press office? You can't get that from here. I mean, it's that crazy to get around.
1: No, sometimes it's like. Have you ever seen the movie Vegas Vacation, mm-hmm. where she gives the directions to how to get to their room? She's like, you go past the casinos and you turn left at the palms. Don't turn right. Turn left. Then you go past the bank of elevators. Those aren't your elevators. Keep going and take a left at the baccarat tables and take a right at the poker table and then go towards the statue. But don't turn right. Turn left at the statue and then go past another bank of elevators. Those aren't your elevators. And that's how it feels like when they give you directions and jab it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It doesn't help that the people giving directions are like 200 either. <laughs> no offense to any old listeners. And <laughs> by old, I mean you only those here at 40.
2: And they're a hard 200 because they're from Manhattan.
1: Oh my God.
2: So they've had 200 years of really being sick of people <laughs> in their face. I love you, New York people. I love New York. I have to clarify that. We were not able to make it to New York Comic Con this year, not out of lack of desire.
1: Friend of ours got married.
2: Picked a bad weekend for it. All the weekends in November and October.
1: Well... It's okay.
2: But friend of Star Wars Action News, Mitch Halleck, he runs the Connecticut Comic Con convention that we talk about all the time. He's also a correspondent for IndieCast. He was very cool and not only did some shopping for me and picked up some art and some exclusives and some gifts for Marjorie, but also... Gifts for Marjorie?
1: What was that? You bought gifts for Marjorie, Arnie?
2: Maybe a small token or trinket or
1: mm. two. Do I get it now when it comes in?
2: We'll see if you're oh. good.
1: I'm always good.
2: But he also attended Hasbro's pre-show event. Hasbro didn't have an official presence at New York Comic Con, but they did have an off-site event the night before where they displayed lots of Marjorie's favorite toy, the Angry Birds Star Wars mashups. But Mitchell got to talk with one of the Hasbro representatives about the Angry Birds and here is his report.
4: Hi, this is Mitch Halleck. I'm here at the Hasbro Preview Night, if you will. And right now I'm looking at Angry Birds Star Wars, or is it Star Wars Angry Birds? And to help me with that, I have somebody from Hasbro who's going to tell me everything I you to know about Angry Birds and then some. And who am I speaking with?
5: This is Jeff Labovitz, and it is Angry Birds Star Wars.
4: Now, in a nutshell, or a eggshell, if you will, ah. tell me what is the concept behind this? It's a collectible. It's a game, it's a little bit of both? The concept is essentially to take two of the best
5: equities, the most popular brands of all time, and put them together in a phenomenal mashup. So you've got these tremendous brands with cross-generational appeal and the idea is to have an incredible app, which comes out on November 8th, and that's going to be on a billion phones around the world, and you pair that up with amazing gameplay. So with the physical gameplay, you actually take Angry Birds, Star Wars characters, both birds and pigs. You can be on the pork side or be on part of the rebel flock and you have the same physical gameplay as you see in the game. You have a launcher, a lightsaber launcher. You fire your birds off the launcher and you're trying to destroy very signature Star Wars structures like the AT-AT, like the Death Star, like Darth Vader's lightsaber. It's really
4: cool. Now I notice there's a lot of figures. How many are we talking about in total so far?
5: Well, as you know and as your fans know, there are a lot of fun characters in the Star Wars universe. In the First year alone, we have over 70 characters coming out, and that's both birds and pigs. So that's a pretty big flock and a lot of swine.
4: Now, how do they come packaged? I see small blind packages. I see sets over there. How does one get uh, into the game, and how many characters do we need to start playing the game? Well,
5: we have a bunch of different packs, depending on what your interests are. We've got the larger packs, which have a lot of gameplay with firing birds. They come with 12 different characters in it, and that's like the Adat or the Death Star game. And if you just want to collect the figures, you can get blind bags where you never know who you're going to get. You get one or two characters in these bags. In between, we've got smaller sets where you can get a couple characters, three or four, and still fire them at structures that just aren't quite as large as the adat, but are still really cool, like the can Tina and Tatooine, like Vader's lightsaber, very signature elements from your favorite movies.
4: Now, we're talking about Christmas and the holiday season upon us, and I happen to see a certain graphic on a box that looks a lot like something I got when I was a kid. Now, I'm not dating myself, but nobody else will. We're talking about the early bird package. Now, Angry Birds, Early Birds, did someone see some synergy there in the marketing department? Yeah, it didn't take
5: a genius marketer to figure that one out. It fell right in our laps, the idea of an Angry Birds, uh, Angry Birds, uh, early Collector Pack. So just like the pack in 1977, what we wanted to do is celebrate that in packaging. It looks like vintage Kenner packaging, but inside are your favorite characters. Luke, Chewie, R2-D2, all these great classic characters dressed up and looking
4: like Angry Birds. And the cool thing about it, when I was a kid, we only got four figures to begin with, and we had to wait for them. But,
5: but right out of the gate, when the products hit shelves on October 28th, you can get, I think it's between 20 and maybe up to 30 different characters. So right when all this great product launches, so you can get a ton of different characters all throughout the line. And of course we've got the big names, like Darth Vader and Chewbacca, but you can even get Ponda Baba, Rancor, Jabba. I mean, characters that we know and love, and I think fans will really appreciate that we tried to do some of their favorite characters uh, as soon as we possibly could.
4: Now the names you mentioned there are all original, classic trilogy characters. Are we going to see prequel characters right away, or is that down the ways a bit?
5: That could happen down the road. Right now we're focusing on original trilogy which are some of my favorite Star Wars movies. So we're going to go very deep into that uh, storyline, and you'll see characters from A New Hope all the way to Return of the Jedi.
4: Well, it sounds phenomenal. I thought it's great. I love the graphics. I love the molding on the figures. Do we call them figures, or what do we call them exactly? I think they're birds and pigs. Birds and pigs, then. Well, thank you very much. It looks great. And again, the street date on this stuff is any day now, right?
5: October 28th, the product hits shelves, and November 8th, the app launches from Rovio.
4: Well, I'm sure everybody listening to this will be out in the stores looking for it if they're not there already. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Arnie, Margie, and Star Wars fans. This is Mitch Halleck. New York Comic Con, roving reporter. Yes, that's right. I was at the New York Comic Con this year, and let me tell you, from when I first talked to the folks at Reed years ago about a possible position there as the marketing director, I always remember them saying we'd like to have the show as big as the San Diego Comic Con one day. Well, if it's not rivaling its West Coast cousin, then I'm a monkey's uncle. 115,000 screaming fans, and I do mean screaming fans, pouring into the Jacob Javits Center to talk about everything from movies, TV, games, You name it, comics as well. It is a Comic Con. Proves to me that the New York Comic Con has a long, long history in front of it. So, let's get on to what I saw. Well, Lego had an exclusive Luke Skywalker land speeder. Came in a little canister sold out in the blink of an eye every day. But if you're one of the fortunate people to stick around on Sunday afternoon and you wait until after 4 o'clock, they did have 48 of these little canisters left. Unfortunately, when you have 48 canisters and about 100 people, you do the math, I did not get one. But there were some great new ornaments at Hallmark. I managed to sit down and talk to Christine Taylor, and we looked at all the new 2013 Hallmark ornaments, including... A Lego Yoda. Yes, they must be eavesdropping on Star Wars action news or have a bug planted at Arnie and Marjorie's house because when they said they wanted to have a Yoda Lego ornament, they said, Marjorie, you got it, it is here. This is Mitch Halleck for Star Wars Action News here at the New York Comic Con, and I have the great pleasure of being with Christine Taylor. And I am at the Hallmark booth, and I'm getting to sneak peek at what lies in store for Star Wars fans for next year's Hallmark Ornaments. Hello, Christine, and welcome to the show.
6: Hi, Mitch. How are you?
4: I'm tired and sweaty and hot, and I want to go home, but I can't go (laughs) until I see what's new for Star Wars. Now, I love the Star Wars Lego stuff. I just picked up the Stormtrooper last week when it was released. I got the Vader one last year, and we were talking and saying, wouldn't it be cool if they had a Yoda and lo and behold you were listening in on the call like some type yes. of government spy satellite yeah and you
6: didn't know we had that did you no
4: I didn't that's why I just looked at it okay, he's we're cute.
6: into Star Wars fans like we can get all of their electrical Need signals that. that they send back and we know exactly what they want which
4: they actually so believe cool. you sales and tinfoil hats just went through the roof <laughs> uh, alright let's start with Yoda Lego when is he coming out and what's the deal is he? What, what's going on with him
6: well, he is going to come out in October. Um, so he's our October release. All the other Star Wars should come out in July of next yep. year. So, um, yeah, he's I, I don't know what to say about him. He's cool. He's a little more styled like the the Clone Wars version because he's just a little bit cuter than the yeah. retro yeah. Yoda that we did, but I just think he has a little bit cuter face. So.
4: Now, another one that's dear to my heart, and thank God I don't have that look anymore. I'm working out, I swear, <laughs> is the of the Hutt and C-3PO. And uh, there's is that a magic ornament? Is it going to make sounds and it effects? It
6: will have sound. It will have um, Jabba's uh, famous laugh, and he's he's talking, and C-3PO is translating uh, uh, when they sentence uh, Han yep. and Luke and Chewie to the Sarlacc pit. That's right. So, yep.
4: I'm not going to quiz you on it because you got it right. So you know you'd yeah, be, you're thanks. not faking it. You're not one of those people that go, oh yeah, I know Star Trek stuff. Yeah. Uh,
6: I pulled out. I pulled the, my first uh, uh, action figure out of a stocking in
4: 1978. So. well oh, that was me. I did that yeah. too. Well, see, I got the early bird kit. That was the empty box. I was like, Okay, I Seriously? couldn't do
6: that because I was a little bit too too young right when right, it first yeah, came right, out. Yeah, right, yeah. And um, I lived in Waco, and so we didn't get the movie for, I don't know, six months to a year or something. So
4: and was it in color when you saw it?
6: Yes, it was in color. <laughs> it wasn't that.
4: <laughs> was it a talkie? <laughs>
6: yeah. Yes, right. it was a talkie.
4: Okay, alright. Enough of that. Enough of that. Alright, so uh, Jabba's coming out, and then the next thing I have to say is we got the ATSD, or the yes. chicken walker. And now, is this... I'm just noticing a pattern because I'm a little tired and weary but I'm detecting a 30th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Is that, yes. is that what's going on here?
6: That is what's going on here. So we've we've celebrated A New Hope and Empire and so now we, we wanted to celebrate Jedi. We did do a 25th with Jedi but it was kind of all centered around um, the the Emperor and yep. uh, the Imperials. Yep. And so on this one we kind of just said, hey, what's our favorite for the 30th and um, things that we've always wanted to do and again uh, I think what's getting the most attention, though, is actually the Ewoks. wasn't my favorite out of the gate as far as um, characters. Yeah. But if you look at how good these are sculpted, they're just so, they're really nicely done. And it's it's ended up being one of my favorites of all of the sculpts that came out. But the ATST, we've done the um, the ad for Empire before in the in the past, but yeah, I think it's rounded out. There is one more unrevealed one that we'll have for limited quantity.
4: Well, I see a, a sound button there too, so it's going to talk and make the noise. Or yes, do something. It,
6: it does the walking sound and some blasted sounds. I don't know, it might have. We've talked about it having chewy sounds since he was oh, in okay. it at once, but yeah. I'm not sure if that made the cut.
4: Now, let's jump back to those Ewoks you talked about. Of yeah. course, we have Wicket W. Warwick, our little friend there, and Chief Chirpa. No, or is Tebow. that Tebow? Is Tebow. Now, when I were talking about the quarterback for the Jets, we're talking about the original bow, the one with the staff and the gray flannel fur if you want. Yes. So are these those limited edition ones that come out in October or will these be released in July?
6: No, these will be released in July. So all the Jedis will be released in July. We do have a limited uh, quantity that will release in July, but we have not shared that with anyone and um, they, they, as it gets closer in, we'll share with our keepsake collectors probably spring of 2013. So I can tell you this, it will be part of Return of the Jedi. anniversary but I can't tell you what
4: it is all right well we'll just have to keep folks guessing for another six or seven months now here's the thing we're looking at Jedi we looked at a Lego Yoda now I see Django Fett now the 10th anniversary of Attack of the Clones was this year right is now what's this guy doing out here
6: this was really about to celebrate the releases of the 3d or the releases of the prequels in 3d as we did mall this year to celebrate um, uh, yeah Phantom Menace Um, before they announced that they were going to do them back-to-back we had just decided to do a Django for uh, just to Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. and the thing was though we did change this up. we've done Django in the past yep. it's been 10 years um, but besides that we did change his backpack up so he has the different jetpack and also um, we have him actually in flight so yep. the jetpack is lit so I think it's I think this sculpt turned out wonderful and I think it's a different sculpt for those that got Django so I think it's pretty cool to celebrate the 3D release
4: now Hallmark's been great by producing not only Ornaments lately, but we've got some keepsake gifts as well coffee mugs and stuff. I've seen the R2 with the coffee top lid and stuff, but are these new here? What I'm looking for mugs with hot liquid inside use the force, don't estimate talking about travel mugs there, coffee mugs. When are these coming out?
6: They're all coming out in April, so that'll be out with the R2. Um, Yeah, so if it's heat activated, the lightsaber will light and force will light up as you put coffee in it. Um, And then we also have uh, two new bottle openers. And this time with sound. We always wanted to do them with sound. We added a Yoda to the line. So we've got I'm happy to play them for you if you want. I would love to. So we've got Vader. So it's got the imperial marks after his famous breathing. And then we've got Yoda. Yoda
4: drunk you are?
6: So fill the first flow with the so.
4: And of course, we're not advocating drinking, but you know, no, Yoda no, does no, have no. the button that says "Call a cab." You will, right?
6: Yes, he does. That's that's uh, that's understood by any Jedi.
4: I, I'm just joking about that. <laughs> yes, Jedi Masters. They're not brewmasters. And then we have another one of those ac- uh, buttons. action buttons.
6: Yeah, this one actually lights this time, and it's uh, it's made, made fire when ready. It's got about five to seven different blaster
4: sounds. Nice.
6: You can control it too, so you can rapid fire it, or you can just let it play out.
4: So. Now, the, the greeting cards, which I've seen photos before of the dogs getting into the Star Wars spirit. Yes. Uh, some more of those coming out?
6: We've got a collection coming out that's out now for Halloween. Okay. I think it's a six-card collection. And then um, we've got a couple of birthday cards that are out currently. We'll see how they do.
4: Sorry. We'll see how you do. I
6: know, if I, I if I survive yeah, this right. convention. Convention sure. number three.
4: <laughs> well, now that folks have got all the ornaments, like I said, all set to rock and roll, we'll start counting down the days to the next Hallmark ornament event and then we'll look for the greeting cards as well. And it looks like you guys are gonna keep the force strong for years to come, huh? I if,
6: if I have something to do with it, yes we will.
4: Alright, Christine, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you and I hope you have a terrific rest of your show.
6: Thanks, man you too.
4: So, speaking of new stuff, I go over to the Kodo booth. They had all their 110th scale Star Wars figures, looking phenomenal. Great deals, great sculpts, unbelievable work, once again, from Kodo. Also found out that they have some of those great silicone molds that you hear Marjorie talking about all the time. They're making bigger ones, so if you want to make cakes, maybe a Jell-O Death Star, they'll have it. Hi, this is Mitch Halleck at New York Comic Con, and I'm here at the Kotobukiya display, and I'm looking at brand new Star Wars figures, and uh, I'm trying to figure out the scale of that, and happen-
7: helping me with that is... Uh, this is in 110 scale, about like 7 inches tall, and made in uh, PVC plastic. And this is in the Artifacts Plus size. Yeah. Uh, Conventionally, we had an Artifacts statue, like 1-7 scale, and smaller scale and a little bit lower price point. And no. It has a exchangeable part, so you can display in multiple uh, poses, mm-hmm. not in just one pose, you know? So that's the difference from uh, Artifacts and Artifex Plus. And what is this coming in the summer of 2013? A lot of different Astromechs and yes, R2 units? Uh, we had originally, we had an R2 and the C3PO as a set yeah. and we're trying to do a color variant for just the R2 in different colors and we're planning to release in next summer in different colors. Have they been very popular? I noticed the different color R2s seem to be a, a hit right now. Yes, uh, we did the uh, R2-A6 in the uh, Star Wars Celebration 6, as a, and it sold out like very quickly, you know. Is there any exclusives here for today's show in New York? Uh, not uh, for this show, no. no. But we'll have uh, exclusive in uh, uh, next year's...
4: San Diego now Kodo's now got great things like ice cube trays and the Millennium Falcon R2 on and carbonite I know I have some of those are there any new ones of those coming out any new cool stuff that folks could play with and use
7: uh, for the good chopsticks yes uh, we have a ice tray and it comes in bigger size the ice, uh, ice tray deluxe uh, it's like three times bigger than you know make jello or something yeah you can make gels, cake chocolate you know you name it. You can uh, cook it, oven it, bake it. Really? Yes. Take the heat and stuff. Yeah. huh? So, now when will those be available? Uh, that's going to be in December. Shipping in December. Just so. in time for the holidays. So holidays, you can make, you know, any kind, all kind of, you know, candies, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. ice, you know, cakes, home party, you know, Star Wars home party.
4: Now, do you guys ever stop coming out with cool stuff or it just seems to never end with you? There's always so, more
7: stuff. Yeah, we try to come up with like new stuff to surprise people, not just statues and um, that we are very successful at this point so we we'll try to continue with a new categories well thank you very much for taking the time
4: to talk to me this stuff looks fantastic as always and if fans can check it out on your website or go to places like entertainment earth or a lot of other retailers and start buying right yes please please <laughs> But the highlight of my day was talking to Mr. Hank Rose, the designer over at Comic Images. Now Hank Rose plays a big part of our life because not only did he design the Tauntaun sleeping bag that my son Owen sleeps in every night, he also is the man behind the Wampa rug, the Wookiee hats for winter. Now they've got a Wampa hat, a lot of cool stuff. The Chewbacca shoulder bag or satchel or purse, depending on what you want to call it, that you could find over at Think Geek. He also makes the cute little plushie figures that they sell at Comic Images that you'll see everywhere from Barnes & Noble to card shops and things like that. Great guy. Very imaginative. We sat down, we talked for about five minutes about all his new stuff that he's got coming out. So you'll be hearing from Mr. Hank Rose. Up. Hi, this is Mitch Halleck, and I'm at New York Comic Con, and I'm talking to Mr. Hank Rose at Comic Images, and I just have to say, I was stunned when I saw your back buddies of, of Star Wars characters. Now, how did this come about? You're the designer of these things? Yes. Um,
8: everybody needs a backpack, and uh, all the Star Wars fans uh, kind of demanded these. We uh, started making these about six, seven years ago, uh, started with Master Yoda, worked with chewy, and then spread the line out a bit. And uh, What we found is that uh, the Star Wars fans love them. Um, they sell a lot in the theme parks. I mean, if you walk around Disneyland, Disney World, I mean, you just see them all day long.
4: Which is uh, which is a good thing. Now, I think I saw the Yoda first or, and then it expanded, or was it the Boba Fett uh, Jetpack? Is that you guys too? Uh, yeah, we
8: make the Boba Fetts. Uh, the the uh, Yoda was the first. Right. Uh, and we designed it so that it, he emulated how he was in the movie on uh... Luke's on luke's back and uh... it just uh, grew from there uh... interestingly enough a couple of years ago the san diego padres adopted him as their mascot. Really? They were not supposed to have a good year. This was in, in 2010. They weren't supposed to have a good year, yes. uh, but they they were neck and neck with uh, the Giants, San Francisco Giants, uh, uh, right down to the last weekend of the season. And what happened was that they uh, uh, Heath Bell, their closer, yes. insisted that a rookie pitcher before every game carried the nuts and seeds in tobacco, out to the bullpen, right across the field, in a Yoda, Yoda backpack. backpack, and it was wonderful. So, and and later on, we we also make uh, little seven-inch plushes yeah. of, of Yoda and other car- Star Wars characters and Marvel characters, mm-hmm. and um, each one of the guys on the team had one in the top of his locker. Nice, nice. So, I mean, it was totally Yoda. We had national press on this. Um, Heath Bell had one at uh, had had one at the uh, All-Star game. And uh, it, it's just been a, a wonderful ride for uh, all of our backpacks uh, within the Star Wars and Marvel line. Now, I see the walker on the table. Is that a new one? Yeah, the Adat is, uh, we just came out with the Adat backpack, yep. uh, which we call Back Buddies. And uh, we've also done a, a pillow or just a, a, a large character. This is a neck pillow. Oh, nice. His nice. legs go yeah, around yeah, yeah. your neck, and it's very comfy yeah. if you're traveling or something. Yeah. It's soft and
4: squishy, as you can see. And yeah. uh, um, people seem to be loving it. And the real popular thing I see is the Chewbacca messenger bag. Now, I've seen those on Think Think Geek and stuff, and you have them here at the show as well. Right. Uh, What's the deal? Are those uh, selling like hotcakes? It looks like they are from what I've seen. Uh, They are. I actually designed it.
8: I designed one for myself. Yeah. And then when I showed it to our buddies at Think Geek, for whom we make a lot of product, uh, the Tauntaun sleeping. My son sleeps in that to this day
4: every night, sir. That's you. Thank you. And the uh, Wampa throw rug. I have that, too, in the basement. Anything else my house is going to have this Christmas? Well, it's possible. I saw that Wampa hat a
8: second ago. I did a double take. Yeah, the Wampa hat's great. You do have... the Chewbacca hat? Right there.
4: I got that for last
8: Christmas. There, you, there you go. go. You yeah, are... yeah. Should we... I just give you my checkbook now? <laughs> you know, I'll take the credit card. Okay, That's okay. okay. Um, no, but uh, the uh, the Adat's a great character. We've done all the Star, a lot of Star Wars vehicles. Yep. yep. Um, you know, Death Star and the uh, X-Wing fighter, etc. etc. So, you know, we expand the line by popular demand. Um, you know, aside
4: from aside from being manufacturers, we're also fans. Well, I, I, here's one thrown out there for you. Han Solo and Carbonite sleeping bag. Or maybe just cut the head out and you just wrap yourself up in it. So if I see that next year, I'll have to give you back your credit card. Yeah, Or just give me a free one, alright? Alright, right, well thank you very much and I'm going to wrap it up about Star Wars. Where can folks find your merchandise, sir?
8: Um, just just go Google it online. There are many manufact- uh, there are many uh, distributors and retailers, online uh, sources that have it. Um, Toys R Us, uh, FAO Schwartz carries our stuff, uh, Kohl's, Target, you name it. All right.
4: Well, thank you very much, Hank. It's been a pleasure, and good luck with you at the show.
8: Thank you very much. All right. Now we got-
4: Jordan Hambro, you've seen him on the Learning Channel, he talks about his ultimate find when it comes to Star Wars collecting, wax, Boba Fett figures, and then such. So listen to that, and I know that Arnie's going to be happy to hear that Jordan gives the thumbs up recommendation for hot toys, especially the new Star Wars ones coming out. So break out that wallet, we've got more stuff coming your way everybody, it's Mitch Halleck here, and I am at the New York Comic Con, and my voice might be losing it, and there's someone's voice who's losing it just as my. and I am proud to say I am with the Indiana Jones of toys. I am with the master collector himself. You know him, you love him, you've seen him on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Jordan Hambro. Say hi to the folks, Jordan. Hey
9: guys, how you doing? They love me? Do they really love me? Uh, uh, I'd be happy if they liked me, but I'm happy
4: that they love me. They like you in extraordinary amounts of way that borders on love, so we'll just keep it that way. Love it.
9: I love it. It's like all the girls I dated in high school, they're like, I really like you as a
4: friend. (laughs) Speaking of love, you have a love and a passion for toys, and you've turned that into not only a hobby, a career, but now a television career, and we're going to talk about that. When did you first start as a kid and say, I'm not going to play with that toy, I'm going to save it, box and all, because i got a feeling in the bones it's going to be worth something someday. When when did that happen, Jordan?
9: It actually started um, probably during my teenage years. I was uh, buying doubles for everything and I always had one to play with and I put one away. And the funny thing is, is even back then, I kind of knew, I'm like, you know what? This may be worth something someday. I'm going to kind of put it away and, and not look at it. I want one in the box. So I just started like building my collection way back then when I was probably around 17, 18 years old.
4: Really? Because I was born 66. I remember Star Wars in the 70s and stuff getting the early bird packaging. What was the big movie and craze going on when you or just a kid? Not to date you or anything.
9: I'll tell you one thing I don't mind telling you at all. I'm 42 years old. The 1970s came around. Star Wars came around. It really did change my life. I was a huge Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars fan. Did you
4: have the original uh, 12?
9: I had the original 12 and the funny thing is is Mitch added all the 12 figures. I still have about four or five of them. They're all beat up and everything and they're they're all in crappy condition but they're mine from when I was a kid and those are the only things in my collection today that I will never ever sell.
4: Now, what was your favorite of the original star wars line i love i love the
9: figures i just no, love there them. one particular one one particular figure
0: Yoda,
9: Not, snake it was luke skywalker it was the original luke skywalker with the telescoping yeah with the telescoping single telescoping yeah. tatooine outfit yeah. and i just i loved it i mean i remember carrying him around with me all the time and every chance i get i would sort of take him out and you know make him run and jump and everything like that like he was on the on tatooine it was fantastic now
4: like me do you remember when the the the, the purge started maybe mid 80s i remember going to KB Toy Stores, and there would be bins of three Star Wars action figures for five bucks or something insane. I remember buying my girlfriend, who became my wife, a little Ewok, because she liked the Ewoks and stuff. Don't you wish you could go back in time now, or were you picking up all that stuff why guys like me were going, eh, it's in the dollar bin? Mitch, I was like you and probably like a million other people. I walked past it. I
9: can remember droids and Ewoks, card yep. figures, going for like two for a dollar. I remember Power of the Force with the coin. Those figures are so rare right now, and I remember those being in a closeout bin for yeah. two, for five bucks. Alexander's. I, I I kill myself.
4: I kick myself in the head every time yeah, I think of it. If I can go back in time, like Marty McFly, right. I'm headed for Child World, and I'm stocking the car up in yep. the DeLorean and getting out yep. of there. And I'm loading up on Mego dolls. <laughs> oh, we won't even go there, please. I had all those and blew them up and stuff. So when did you finally sell your first toy and go, you know what? It's not a hobby. I'm making a job, and I'm making a profit out of this.
9: That actually happened uh, when I was later on in life. Okay, When I was in my teenage years, I I was sort of dabbling in flea markets and in yeah. garage sales and everything and toy shows. But really, when I got out of college and I started, you know, looking for a profession and, and I kind of went, well, what do I do now? Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I like toys. Yeah. I like money. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm going to sell some toys. Or go work at Hasbro. Or work at Hasbro. Yeah. But I don't like the core. I'm not a corporate guy. Yeah. I mean, look at what I do right. all day. Yeah. You really think I look good in a suit? I don't think so. You look good in anything, Jordan. <laughs> Thanks, man. Really late 20s is, is when I made the conscious decision mm-hmm. to say, look, you know, I've got to to sort of really get serious about the business and really get serious about what I'm doing. And it's about that time that I made the conscious decision that really when I start looking for stuff, I'm going to have to start selling it too. I can't collect everything.
4: Yeah, that is hard for most people because you fall in love with what you buy or collect and it's hard for you to give it away. I've seen that on your show and other people don't want to give up their childhood. Is that why we like to collect?
9: Yeah, I I think it is. You know, collecting is a happy memory for everyone. It's getting back those little happy times when you were a kid. Kid. And, and really, those are the people I sell to. Those are the people Just that. Like yourself. Right, e- exactly, and, and and I love it, and I love doing it every day.
4: Now then, we had the boom with the internet. Is that where toy collecting totally changed in your point of view from garage sales, tag sales, five and dimes to an international hobby?
9: Yeah, it has. You know, the funny thing is, is the internet and auction sites and everything have really sort of changed the entire landscape. I mean, it's been around for a good ten years right now, and it has changed the way that I bought and sold. Uh, the good thing is I can sell all over the world right now, which is fantastic. I've got a lot of people in England, a lot of people in Paris, Italy, Greece, and, and they buy from me every month, and it's fantastic. It's opened up all these brand new doors. Unfortunately, now everyone can go on the internet and say, I've got this too, so no one's really coming to me exclusively anymore, so I've got this this sort of healthy competition with a lot of other dealers, which is, which is okay. It goes with the industry. Now, there
4: is a cautionary tale we got to put out there for folks, because a lot of folks thought, like comic book collecting, they're going to buy these toys, because this is after everyone realized those things we walked past were worth something. Now suddenly they became this greed factor, where everyone said, I'm going to buy all the new Power of the Force figures, 20 of them, put them up in the attic, my kid's college, my mortgage is going to be paid. What's the cautionary tale, Jordan? You do this for a living. Buy what you like. Don't overextend yourself. Don't go crazy. I mean, what can you tell some of the listeners out there?
9: I, I absolutely agree. I think you hit on every major point. I think you have to buy what you love first and foremost. Just, it's what I tell everyone. Love what you collect and really just collect what you love. You know what? You can go to the store and pick up one or two and maybe down the line think it might be worth something. But don't overextend yourself. I have people coming to me all the time saying, you know what? I I really went out on a limb and I bought all these. I bought everyone they had and I bought the whole line. And it's not going anywhere. What do I do? And I tell them, look, you got to take the loss. The the thing is, is if you're going to buy for investment and you're going to buy on the speculative market, you need to really be prepared prepared that you may never get that money back. So just really take the play money, take the money that you really don't need, and buy something and say, you know what, I don't need this hundred right now. Or I'm going to throw this hundred away and buy these toys and be prepared that you may never ever get it
4: back again. If you do, it's happy. It's happy for everyone. It's a win -win win. Now we're on a Star Wars podcast, so I got to ask you, what's your best memory of a Star Wars figure you were hunting down forever and finally got and your you, you, most triumphant moment as a Star Wars collector?
9: Uh, my most triumphant me- uh, moment as a Star Wars collector was and probably always will be when I was able to obtain the original one-of-a-kind wax sculpting for Boba Fett. From the prototype. The, it, it goes beyond the prototype. Really? Everyone looks at me and goes, oh, you mean the Rocket Fett? I said, no, no, not the Rocket Fett. All these action figures, like the Rocket Fett, started with a wax sculpting, yeah. the original. I was able to find the original, one-of-a-kind, in the world, wax sculpting for the three-and-three-quarter inch book. you got to tell us. where. Did, how, tell us the story. How did this happen? I will. I'd been dealing with a Kenner employee for a long, long time, and he was a sculptor on the line. Yeah. And he, he came to me, and he's like, you know, um, he said, I've got original wax. I'm like, oh, okay, Where do you have it from? It's says Star Wars, and I waited and waited for three years. Yeah. And And I kept talking to him and talking to him. I said, I'm interested, I'm interested. And when he finally brought them out, you know, my mouth just dropped. Oh, yeah. And I saw the Boba Fett, and I said, how much? Yeah. And he says, uh, and he hit me with the number, and I paid $17,000. You
4: did not.
9: I paid 17000 Did you make a candle out of it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I melted it down, put a wick in his head. Good <laughs> It's actually, the funny thing, Mitch, is the, I did sell it to a collector in Paris, and yes. the story has a very happy ending. I hope so. It's now getting ready to reside in the Sci-Fi Museum in Paris. There's a Sci-Fi Museum in Paris? There is a sci fi museum, and is it, it is in Paris, and the toys are going to be there. So, you know, it's like Indiana Jones when he yes, says, this belongs in a museum. Yeah. Guess what? That Boba Fett is in a museum.
4: That is an amazing story. One, I never knew the wax figures were even out there. The fact that you found it and then it ends up going to the museum is incredible. Yeah. Any word to the wives, to the kids that are out there now? The Clone Wars is big. The cartoon was on. The movies are not making anymore. If I'm going to be a Star Wars collector and I want to start today, Mr. Jordan Hembro, where should I go look? Start small. Uh, you start
9: with what you can afford, okay? It's really good to go to the local your local toy store, look in the discount bin, look on sale, look at the closeouts, because what a lot of people don't know is the average toy right now on the market has a shelf life of about two weeks. Two so weeks. within two weeks, major retailers are already marking them down and moving them out. The cycle is that quick. So if something comes out like a brand new ship or a playset and you like, I gotta get it, I gotta get it, hold off for two weeks, hold off for three weeks, eventually they're gonna be on a discount aisle. They're going to be at
4: closeout shops and then you'll be able to pick them up for cheaper. One of the things I was heard: if it says exclusive, the word collector's item on it, be wary because one of 200,000 is not that rare. You you, you
9: know what? You are absolutely correct. Everyone is putting that tag on it. Limited edition, collector's edition. But what they're not telling people you really need to know this is even though it's limited, what's it limited to? What's the run? A limited run could be a million pieces. A limited run could be 500,000 pieces. And half a million pieces is really not that limited. That's why I love companies like Sideshow Collectibles where they tell you they're going to make a statue. They're going to say, this is limited to 1,500 pieces. So you know right right off the get-go how many you're getting. You know, like, okay, 1,500 pieces, 50 pieces, 500. I know right going in
4: how much there's going to be. Now, uh, Marvel's big, and you mentioned Sideshow. I'm starting to get into Hot Toys a little bit. Any, depending on your budget, which would you recommend anybody get a new shake in your head? I love uh, Hot Toys. Okay. I, I
9: absolutely love 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 hot toys if you're going to go after hot toys and you want to invest in hot toys go after a license look at batman look at star wars sideshows working with hot toys I right now those, yeah. for star wars and if you can afford it go after the vehicles like vehicles like the big tumbler for 450 yeah, I saw that. the 1966 batmobile is coming out the, the
4: uh, michael keaton uh, 89 batmobile right I mean, the, yeah. the
9: adam west batman the, the the michael keaton batman all those batmobiles are coming out those are extremely, extremely limited. So if you can lay out maybe 500 bucks, maybe in a year you're going to get like $800 or 1000 in return because they're not going to be making that many of them.
4: And if you're going to do it for return, don't open it and just keep it away, pack it away. Keep
9: it in the box, keep it nice and safe. You can open up the outer cardboard maybe put the display box on a shelf and enjoy it.
4: Now I'm an Indiana Jones collector. We'll wrap this up. I remember getting all the indie figures for a buck at a place called Odd Lot what? and I saw Marion and I go, come on, I'm in high school. I'm not going to buy a girl toy. And I walked away and that Marion Still looks at me at two thousand dollar price tags everywhere I go. Yep. Any recollections of the Indy line? And could you tell me, in your own personal view, why is Indy never taking off? I talked to Steve Sansweet. He said it just doesn't sell. Why do you think that character and those popular movies just don't translate well to toys? You know, it's
9: funny. It's a great question. I, I don't really know why the Indiana Jones line never took off collectibility-wise, like Star Wars. For a while back in the 1990s, it was very, very hot. I mean, Marion Ravenwood was commanding eight to nine 900- hundred. Some of the prototypes were commanding thousands, and it sort of just died off right now. I think really what it is is. There's nothing new indie-wise coming out. We had a couple movies a couple years ago. They really didn't do that well. The market needs something to really spark it back up again. I don't know if it's like an animated series on Saturday We always talk
4: about that. Yeah. Or
9: a TV show every week. But with Star Wars, they have a saying over at Lucasfilm. It's Star Wars is forever. And that's what it is. They're constantly reinventing themselves. And Indiana Jones just hasn't done that yet.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up here. You had a terrific show. Now, where can folks find out? You're on the Travel Channel. We're on the Travel
9: Channel every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Toy Hunter. And you can always, always find us at TravelChannel.com or follow me on
4: Twitter at Jordan Hembro or Facebook, Jordan Hembro. Absolutely, Jordan. It has been an honor and a pleasure, sir. You're a fellow collector who did good. And every time I turn the show on, I go, see, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Thank
9: you so much, Mitch. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you for having me. You're
4: welcome. The fun stuff is not only to get to see the 501st, the fanboys, the Jedis, the actors like Carrie Fisher and Ian McDiarmid, but there was also the Lego builders of New York, and they put together a phenomenal display of the Death Star Hanger, if you will, Echo-based. It was just a mishmash of all the different movies. You know it's a mishmash when you see a little Darth Vader figure sitting on top of a replica of the USS Enterprise. They also had Avengers Mansion. They've had DC Heroes. It was crazy. God knows how long it took to make all this stuff, but there's some pictures I sent in along with this, and hats off to the New York Lego builders because they were phenomenal. Hallmark. Also, hats off to you guys for having Santa Vader there, making all the good Star Wars fans' wishes come true if you sat on his lap or maybe on the arm of the chair if you were one of the larger children like myself. That's it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I've lost my voice. But for now, this is Mitch Halleck saying goodnight. From New York Comic-Con 2012. We'll see you in 2013. And you better be there next time, Marjorie and Arnie, because I can't do this alone.
1: Thank you, Mitchell. I have to live vicariously through you this year since I didn't get to go to Comic-Con, so thank you very much for all of your hard work and your reports.
2: Absolutely, and thank you for the crazy shopping list I emailed you and getting all the items on the list even if i was getting text messages what's the booth number
1: was- <laughs> oh i guess really i should have given him a primer of shopping for arnie <laughs> because what's happened is because arnie did the shopping list See, there's a lot of work that marjorie does to prep the shopping list once arnie gives his items that he wants so I'm very sorry, Mitchell, and I owe you a beer or something, because Arnie doesn't know there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes on to make his life easier, and I'm sorry, Mitchell, I should have made your life easier.
2: Now, finally this week, we know a lot of you were excited because Barrent and Carmella offered a great contest of the Series 2 Disney Vinylmations, and in order to win, you
10: had to write a haiku. Here is Barrent announcing the winner. Hey, Arnie and Marjorie and all the swanlings out there in the swan universe. It's Berent, master collect them all from the forums, your swan holocron enhancer. And I'm here again with Darth Mello. How you doing, Darth Mello?
11: I'm good. Hey. And what are we doing here right now? Today, we're going to pick our winner for the Star Wars Disney Vinylmation giveaway.
10: Yes. For the last two weeks, we have held a contest to... For one lucky winner to win a set, an autographed set of the Star Wars Vinylmation Series 2 figures that you were very nice enough to get for us and have Mr. Casey Jones autograph.
11: Yes, I'll be so sad to see them go.
10: Yes, I will be sad. I know you'll be sad to see them go. So what you had to do was you had to write a haiku and everybody who wrote a haiku, everybody was Entered into the contest. Correction. Speaking of haikus, there's a couple haikus here that I really like that I want to read. And the first one is from Jojo Fett 16 And Jojo Fett 16 writes, A rancor growling, the boy fell into the pit. Ha! He's no Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one.
11: I like this one. Okay. I'm not sure how to say this, so I'm just going to... Uh, it's it's b j d z y a k b j dizak
10: that's that sounds pretty good b j dizak
11: star wars creation is now a vinylmation one more temptation
10: the only one that rhymed i think <laughs> was uh b <B-J-Di-Zak>. j <laughs> <chica>, dizak chicken 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 dizak and the next one i liked was from force ghost and force ghost wrote Shady Cantina, music, scum, and villainy. Han Solo shot first. Yes. <laughs> and one more, one more. This one comes from H E D J I I 7 2. And H E D J I I 7 2 writes The force is with you when you wish upon a star. Star Wars and Disney. No. Yeah, that one was nice. That really had a Disney feel to it.
11: Mm-hmm. When you wish upon a star.
10: Yes, yes. That's the Disney. So let's go ahead and pick out a name, and I'm shaking the bowl right now. Pick out a name for us. All right. And the winner, drum roll, please. <laughs> the winner is R.S. McHale. R.S. McHale and congratulations R.S. McHale and let me read R.S. McHale's haiku since R.S. McHale is the winner. Han, Leia in love, R2 and 3PO2. Chewy is lonely. Aww,
11: (laughs) Chewy is lonely. I'm going to write a haiku where Chewy gets the girl. Yeah, Chewie never gets to go. Chewie doesn't even get a medal no, he in doesn't. episode one he gets to or episode four.
10: He gets to stand up there and growl, but he doesn't even get a medal. He did just as much. He was the co-pilot. Right. So at least Chewie gets some, some love in your haiku.
11: Right.
10: Right. <laughs> so once again, congratulations to R.S. McHale. You are the winner. Just go ahead and PM me your shipping information here on the forums, and I will get your prize out to you ASAP.
11: Congratulations, R.S. McHale.
10: So, everybody, stay tuned for the next contest, whenever that may be, and good luck to you then. Thank you, everyone, for entering the contest and writing these haikus. It was very creative. I loved reading them every day when there was new entries into the contest. Uh, all of our swanlings are very creative. So, once again, I want to thank you, Darth Mello. Thank you very much for procuring this <laughs> set of fabulous prizes. You're very welcome. And back to you, Arnie and Marjorie. So that is our show for this week. We will be back next week.
2: And if you enjoy Star Wars Action News, remember please head to iTunes and leave us a five star review. It really would help the show out a lot.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: Go, go. Pizza. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit Yakface.com and Jedi Temple Archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media Production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved.